بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In this lesson we continue with the third event the third event from the, uh, the book that we are going through from the six and the six events from the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the third event just as a reminder and the author mentioned and the third event is when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was reciting Surah Al-Najm he was reciting Surah Al-Najm in Mecca and around him were the Ali Mushrikeen and the Mushrikeen they were close by and there were likewise and some of the Muslimin some of the Muslims so when the Prophet وسلم, was reciting Surah Al-Najm and he reached the verse when he reached and in this verse the shaytan he inserted some speech in the recitation of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam which was tilka al-gharaniku al-ula wa inna shafa'atuhunna laturtaja this statement was uttered by the shaytan not the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and not on the lips of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so the shaytan entered this on a statement when he recited that ayah and that ayah and it means have you not considered and alat and al-uzza and manat these were the three major idols of and the arabs in the time of the prophet so when he وسلم, he recited this have you not considered Lat and Uzza and Manat the shaitan and he uttered that statement that statement which means these are the and the lofty ones the lofty angels and their intercession should be sought so when that occurred the Prophet ﷺ was unaware that that had occurred. He was unaware that the people had heard this and he didn't hear it as well. But the Mushrikeen and those who were around the Prophet ﷺ close by, they heard this. They heard the Prophet ﷺ saying, Have you not considered Lat and Uzza and Manat? And then, and they thought that that statement which the shaitan uttered was from the lips of the prophet so if you put it together then it, of course it goes on they heard that after that that he said these are the lofty angels the lofty ones and their intercession should be sought so they thought that the prophet had said that upon hearing this they were so happy, they were so joyful because 
That meant, and for them, that the Prophet ﷺ was in agreement with them on this affair. That he was in agreement that intercession should be sought from those idols. Okay, that's what they thought. That the Prophet ﷺ was in agreement. So they were and he very happy with this. They were very happy and he with this. So that what occurred there spread. Even spread until Habasha and the Habasha Ethiopia. And there were the Muslims and a group of Muslims who migrated to Habasha to and he free themselves and protect themselves from the persecution of the pagan Arabs in Mecca. So even that reached them and they thought that now the Mushrikeen, they were okay with the Prophet and they heard that the Mushrikeen and they were okay with the Prophet How do they know this? How do they think this? And because the information that reached them which would have occurred is when they heard this statement and they continued to listen to the recitation of the Prophet And when the Prophet reached the end of Surah Al-Najm, the last and the ayah, and the last ayah there is a sajda that you perform. So when the Prophet reached the sajda, he prostrated and whoever was who were around him, they prostrated with him, even the Mushrikeen, because they were so happy. They thought that he was in agreement with this. He was in agreement with this, and for them, that meant that he وسلم, was raising their idols, okay, raising their belief that they believed in and regarding them. So therefore, for them, they prostrated when the Prophet وسلم, prostrated, thinking that he وسلم, had said that and thinking that he was in agreement with them. So this is what reached and the companions in Al-Habasha. Because of this they thought that the Mushrikeen now they have an agreement with the Prophet now they okay they won't be persecuting the Muslimin. They have an agreement so they came back. So when they came back they saw that that was not the case. They saw that and the Mushrikeen, they were even harsher in their persecution and treatment of the Muslims in Mecca. So upon this, upon this event, the Sheikh has intended a great benefit around this. And first and foremost, we mention again, and that this event, and specifically the part where it mentions that the shaytan uttered this statement okay, within the recitation of the Prophet in Surah Al-Najm, some of the scholars say this is and authentic, and there are narrations which support one another, and we see this from uh, acceptable. This this event has been acceptable or is accepted by many of the Salaf. And these narrations, okay, if you put them together, they point towards that this narration has indeed occurred. 
So some of the scholars are on this opinion and some of the scholars they say that those narrations are weak so therefore they do not uh, or they say that that part is weak so therefore and it is not to be and he taken. But we find that many of the, of the, uh, of the scholars, Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, and is in agreement that that statement occurred, and other scholars, Sheikh Rahman al Sa'di, and all of the, of the major scholars. And the event of the Sajda that has been affirmed in Sahih al Bukhari and Muslim is mentioned in hadith, and in two hadith. One hadith from Ibn Abbas, anhuma, he said, Ibn Abbas, and he says in this hadith, and he says that the Prophet he prostrated when he recited Surah Al Najm. And when he prostrated the Muslims and the polytheists, they prostrated and he along with him. And likewise, he says, and the jinn and the ins, the jinns and mankind. And this is found in Sahih al-Bukhari. So the event that the Mushrikeen prostrated with the Prophet when he recited Surah Al-Najm, that is authentic. And likewise, we have from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, قال أول سورة أنزلت فيها سجدة النجم قال فسجد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وسجد من خلفه إلا رجلا رأيته أخذ كفا من تراب فسجد عليه فرأيته بعد ذلك قتل كافرا وهو أمية ابن خلف This is found in Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim so Abdullah ibn Masood, he says that the first surah, the first chapter in the Quran that was revealed, which contained a sajda, a prostration, was Surah Al-Najm. The Prophet وسلم, he prostrated and everybody else prostrated behind him. And those behind him prostrated with him, except for one person, except for one man. I saw him taking a handful of any soil, a handful of Torah in his hand and he prostrated any upon this. So he held the, any the soil in his hand and he prostrated and he placed his forehead on the soil in his palm, in his hands. He says, After that, I saw that he was and he killed in a battle and he was a disbeliever and he was Umayyah ibn Khalaf. And so the event of the prostration that has been affirmed in authentic narrations. Where the scholars and the differ is the part that the shaitan uh, uttered this statement in the recitation of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But we know that this and he has occurred and he meaning that the shaitan and he utters or has uttered uh, 
statement in the recitation of the Prophet ﷺ, we know that that has occurred. And we know that that has occurred to every single any Prophet. Because there is a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ وَلَا Allah Azza wa Jal says and we have not sent a messenger nor a prophet before you accept that when they recited the shaitan uttered and entered words within their recitation but Allah abolishes and, he, and removes and cancels that with the shaitan throws and he in it. Then Allah establishes his revelation and Allah is the all-knowing, the all-wise. And Allah is all-knowing and all-wise. So we know that definitely, and from this verse, that that has occurred. Doesn't mean that it occurred any a lot of the times. But the scholars have said, and it has occurred, but any a few times. Most likely a few times. Not constantly. It wasn't something that was constantly occurring. That every time that he recited and the shaitan was able to enter a statement of falsehood. In his recitation but he says the scholars mention and he very maybe just a few times or maybe just even once and the scholars said that this verse here and that we've just mentioned that the reason for the revelation of this verse they said that it was that event that was that event when he recited Surah Al-Najm and the Shaitan entered those, that statement and he prostrated and the Mushrikeen prostrated uh, with him. And they said that and the Prophet he was saddened when they informed him that you have said such and such. And he was fearful of Allah. The people have said that. And he was very saddened and he, of this. So they say, so upon this, Allah Azza wa Jal sent this verse. I need to remove the sadness from the Prophet To remove that sadness from him. Informing him that indeed every messenger and every prophet that came before you, that when they recited the shaitan, and meaning on certain occasions, would utter and his statement in their recitation to confuse the people. To confuse the people, to create corruption. But as the verse, and he mentioned, that after that, every time that that occurred to every and he messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will invalidate that which the shaitan has inserted in the recitation. Allah Azza wa Jal invalidate it, falsify it, and make it clear. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will establish his verse according to that which he has revealed to his messenger. 
So there'll be no confusion after that. There'll be no confusion after that in the mind of anybody that this verse, for example, contained such and such falsehood, supporting the and the aqidah, the belief and the practices of the mushrikeen. Sheikh Saleh al-Fawzan, and he mentions, and he regarding this event, he says that the reason that the Sheikh, rahimullah ta'ala, and he's the author, the reason that he mentioned this event here, because he says that the mushrikeen, they say, and he's the polytheist, and he's who's polytheist? The polytheist in the time of the, and he's the author. Now, if you understand that the author wrote his treatise, and he based on what was going on around him, and he with those who ascribed themselves to Al-Islam, a lot of the people had fallen into shirk, and they had the same beliefs as the beliefs of the pagans in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu says, because the mushrikeen, they say, likewise they say, we do not worship these idols, or these graves, or these trees, or these pious people. We do not worship them before, because we believe that they can create or provide for us, or that they can benefit us in the dunya, or that they can cause harm to us. We do not believe that. They say that we only we only worship them so that they may intercede on our behalf before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they say this. And we still, till today, we have from those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, they have the same claim. The same claim. So therefore, the reason the Sheikh and the author mentioned this is to prove and in evidence and to false to prove with evidence that this is false that islam has negated this has falsified these types of beliefs that a person can worship an idol or a pious person for the purpose of them seeking intercession before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to remove that doubt and to clarify that Islam came to erase these types of doubts, these types of falsehood. So therefore, these types of beliefs and actions, they are not from Al-Islam and they are not supported by any evidence in Al-Islam, in the Quran, and the Sunnah. So therefore, and the Sheikh has mentioned this to make that point only very clear. Very clear. Sheikh Fawzan, he continues, he mentions, and he says, and Allah has invalidated this, and he has invalidated that which the Shaytan had uttered in the recitation of the Prophet and that intercession can be sought from the righteous and from idols, etc. And Allah has kept the Quran 
upon that which it is and Allah has preserved it has preserved this Quran as he Allah Azzawajal, as he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had intended for it to be revealed and Allah has falsified the worship of those idols of those any righteous any people and Allah has invalidated and falsified that which the shaitan has in, had inserted in the recitation of the Prophet sallallahu and Allah removed the sadness from the Prophet sallallahu and removed his sadness by, the, by revealing this verse to him and in the verse where he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that this had occurred to all of the previous and the prophets so he said so to the sheikh says and he said the shahid and he, what you need to pay attention to here is that the mushrikeen they were delighted when they thought that the prophet وسلم, was in agreement to them was in agreement to them with that speech because they thought that that speech was from the mouth of the prophet وسلم, and in reality it was from the shaitan they thought that the prophet وسلم, had agreed and accepted that intercession can be sought from their idols and from their objects of worship that it was okay that is what they thought so they were delighted and very happy and he with this but allah and he falsified it and invalidated it and removed it and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he established his verse clarifying clarifying that that verse the intent of that verse was to indicate that the worship of other than allah is not permissible for any reason it is not permissible to worship anything besides allah for any type of reason that the people can think of or invent so therefore intercession cannot be sought from them because when they seek intercession from the righteous they are ascribing to them an ability which they do not have or abilities they are ascribing to them abilities that they do not possess and it is only allah who can hear the dua of a person and answer the dua of a person so by them worshiping them and seeking intercession they are committing shirk with allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sheikh Salah al-Fuzan, he mentioned Al-Ibadah Haq Lillah That worship is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone And it is not permissible to worship other than Allah Whatever the reason is Whatever the reason is, it is not permissible Those mushrikeen, they said And as Allah mentions and regarding them in the Quran وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَدُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Allah Azza wa says and they worship besides Allah that which does not benefit them that which does not harm them that which cannot harm them 
no benefit them. And they say, these are our intercessors before Allah. And likewise, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَى Allah Azza wa Jal says, And those who took helpers and protectors, they took awliya besides him, meaning besides Allah, they say we do not worship them except that they may bring us closer to Allah. So these are only reasons and claims made by those who worship other than Allah. That they are just bringing us closer to Allah and that is a good thing. They are just interceding on our behalf. But we have to worship them for them to be able or for them to do this for us. This is their claims. And the Quran clearly in these verses has falsified and invalidated these types only of claims. The Sheikh says, and Allah has clearly mentioned and that this is shirk and he invalidated it. وَمَا قَالَ الرَّسُولَ هَذِي الْكَلِمَاتِ الَّتِي فِي الْقِصَّةِ The messenger never uttered any this statement, these words that is mentioned in this event. Indeed, it is the shaitan who uttered it. وَهَذَا مِنْ بَابَ الْإِبْتِلَاءِ وَالْإِمْتِحَانِ لِأَجْلِ أَنْ يَتَمَيَّزَ الْخَبِيثِ مِنَ الطَّيِّبِ ثُمَّ إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَزِيلُ هَذِي الْفِتْنَةِ وَيُبْقِي الْحَقِّ he says, and either this, Allah Azza wa Jal allowed for this to occur for the purpose of testing his servants, for the purpose of testing the people, so that it can be clearly, it can be clearly distinguished and apparent those who are khabith, and those who are evil who have a filthy creed and filthy actions of shirk so that it can be clearly distinguished in their actions and their sayings of those who are khabith and those who are good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests his servants so that it becomes apparent amongst the people and those who have these falsehood in their hearts and to distinguish them and to separate them from those who have goodness in their hearts. Thumma, and then Allah Azza wa Jal, He removes that fitna, that trial, that trial, that test that had occurred there. And then, then Allah Azza wa Jal, He removes it. He clarifies the truth and He establishes His verse upon that which He had intended or he had intended or he had revealed to his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the truth the truth remains and the falsehood is wiped away and goes the truth remains by the and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the falsehood is removed and is extinguished فَهَذَا فِيهِ دَلِيلٌ فَشِكْ سَزْ عَلَى بُعْلَانِ اعْتِقَادِ عَبَدَةِ الْقُبُورِ
He says, in this honey event, uh, in this honey verses, there is evidence that invalidates the creed and the belief of those who worship the grapes and those who worship any other than the grapes. So those who worship any the grapes, and they worship the righteous or those who have passed away in the graves, they say, and they claim and they say, we know that they cannot harm us or that, and that they cannot bring benefit to us. And we believe and we know that they cannot create and that they cannot give us our sustenance. But they are righteous, hum salihun. They are righteous. But we use them as the middle person between us and Allah. So they convey our and dua to Allah. And we ask and of them intercession. And we ask intercession and from them that they intercede for us and before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Sheikh says, and if and the people of Sunnah, and if we were to acknowledge and this and to them, then there would be no khilaf differences between us and them okay so and for those who worship the and the graves and the righteous they worship others in allah if they saw an agreement upon this then they would have no problems at all and with us but when we clarify and the truth we clarify the truth upon the evidences then the enmity and he for us increases and is shown. That is because and they are happy with what they are upon. They are happy with what they are upon, even though the evidences are against any them. So therefore, you will always find any the people of Haq clarifying. I need the truth regarding these matters of creed and tawheed and shirk. This is Al-Islam. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed in his book. And what, this is what he has revealed with his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So people, and he fall into these claims, these doubts, these actions of shirk. And, and we need to clarify that as advice for the people and for them to return Ani to the Haq. So therefore the Sheikh says, Ani here, this event has falsified the belief and the creed of Ani those who worship the graves and those who worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That worshipping the grave and the righteous for the purpose of just them bringing you closer to Allah Offer them interceding for you before Allah. It is not permissible. It is haram. It is shirk. The polytheists in the time of the Prophet they were upon this. This is what they believed. 
and it's about the same actions that they used to perform. And when the Prophet clarified that to them and called them away from shirk to tawheed, they had enmity for the Prophet And this is the same enmity we find of the people of shirk how for the people of sunnah so indeed and in this event teaches us and a very important and a benefit and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions